0: There's something about him, I feel like it's me, I'm looking right at him, he's literally me. Welcome to another episode of Literally Him, a deep dive into Ryan Gosling's filmography. I'm your co-host Joseph. And I'm your co-host Emilio. Welcome back for another episode, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Uh, me and Emilio took a little hiatus because, um, I don't know, shit just got busy, I guess. But also just watching all of Ryan Gosling's films, like maybe that was just too much for me and
1: Emilio. But um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Emilio, how you doing? I'm good. I could, um, now that we had about a month off, I've definitely regained all my fluids after watching Ryan Gosling movies. Straight back to back, we're <laughs> just pumping um,
0: away, man. It was like a, you're seeing like those machines that like pump udders
1: like constantly. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm just like hung up in my room. He's <laughs> like,
0: your family's like that. There goes Emilio watching another Ryan Gosling movie.
1: <laughs> Press play.
0: <laughs> um, it's that guy from dune uh with uh, the scars guards
1: dad um oh um oh fuck i just watched it yesterday too i forgot his name it's a um, weird name yeah, though but i know you're talking about but you're like the opposite of that
0: instead <laughs> of like the black sludge it's a white sludge and you're <laughs> incredibly like thin
1: <laughs> bring me ryan <laughs>
0: Oh man. We really um, we really didn't hold any punches back. We went straight no. for like
1: <laughs> It's like no time elapsed at all. It's been a it's been a while. We just got to go right into it. <laughs> um yeah, we just both got I mean, I I started getting busy with work and then I know Joseph also got busy with work as well. It was it did feel kind of weird like not Doing this almost every week, I was kind of like, damn, I feel like I yeah. should be doing something instead of like reading a book or anything. I was just like, no, I'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
0: um, me and Guttle still tried to watch something like our, our ritual was to watch a Ryan Gossing movie like every Wednesday or Thursday, but instead we just watched something else. Like, uh, we're watching uh, Love is Blind right now, which is just such a fucking dumb show, but I can't get enough of it. <laughs> And then um, we also watched Training Day, and that was Gattles' first time watching it. And oh, wow. um, I really liked uh, her quote at the end of the movie. She was like, wow, that was good, but I really thought it was going to be like a buddy
1: cop movie. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I mean, it is for like 45 minutes. Yeah. And, and then it's not anymore. <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, Training day, fucking Ava Mendez
0: is in that movie. She's super young, and she plays a Salvadorian woman. Which I forgot that was her her character, but she's like she's so great in that movie. She's awesome.
1: Yeah, um, that's funny you mentioned that. I was watching a a clip, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so on Twitter right now, everyone's talking about Terrence uh, Howard. That's his name, right? Terrence Howard, the guy from uh, Hustle and Flow.
0: Oh yeah. Didn't he like, uh, not pay his taxes or some
1: shit. Yeah. He paid his tax. He didn't pay his taxes. And he said, it's because, um, he's the ancestor of slaves. So he shouldn't have to pay taxes and which is fair. All right. Yeah. And, um, I guess Terry Cruz was, uh, doing a podcast with Shannon Sharp, who's a basketball commentator. Mm-hmm. And he also has a pretty big podcast now. Um, but um, Terry Crews, because I guess before, prior to that, uh, Terrence Howard would complain about how he only get, uh, got 4000 for Hustle and Flow or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Terry Crews was kind of like, well, I mean, you could have said no. I mean, I did, but he was talking about training day. He was like, I did training day and I didn't even get paid. Like, I just begged to be on that movie. And after that, you could say Damn. like my career kind of started catapulting from there. But yeah, like, I mean, you do have the power to like say no. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know he didn't get paid for training day.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, it is funny seeing him in the movie because I think uh, like a month prior, me and Gato rewatched White Chicks, Mm-hmm. And we We're like, wow! Terry Crews gives such a fucking amazing performance in that movie. And then, um, I was excited for her to see him in Training Day, and already seeing like he's uh, the first time he's shown. You don't see his face, and he's like, um, he's like clapping or like training pigeons on the roof. Mm-hmm. And then at the final conf- or I think it's at the final confrontation, like he's a prominent person in the shot, and got all like lost her shit when she saw him. <laughs> it is really funny seeing him now on trading day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, did you guys watch any other movies that she's never seen?
0: Um, we watched uh gone girl, which is actually a movie I haven't seen and got all fucking love. Well, I don't know if she loves the movie, but she's a big fan because she was a big fan of the book. And then she watched the movie. Um, I'd never seen it before. I knew I knew all the plot points. I knew exactly how it ended and everything, but it was still cool to watch. I, I like David Fincher a lot. And even though it's like really cheesy at points, like I think the like I told me like yeah, the book is fucking cheesy, so I think they're just playing into that. It's it's done on purpose, so
1: but yeah, I liked it a lot.
0: What about you? What have you been watching lately?
1: Um, I've been watching the Amazon series Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And oh, I actually yeah. how's that? I really like it. I I like it. I think it's um it's definitely not like the movie at all. Um it's more like a retrospective on like I wanna say like a relationship because the main characters they do um they are kinda like thrust into this marriage very quickly and they kinda have to co um habitate with each other and like they're figuring out each other's um, faults and stuff. And they both kind of really like lay into each other. I think the show time-wise is like, I want to say like a couple months to like a year or two years. And yeah, it's just, it's a lot of um, just digging into relationships and how like certain things that you go through, like losing a parent or, um only like being raised by a certain parent or um attachment styles detachment styles um it's interesting it's actually the first episode was kinda slow, but i i def it's it's like a show where I kind of didn't wanna look at my phone while I was watching it, which is kind of hard for me now these days. <laughs> But yeah, that's a really good show. And then I watched uh, Dune 2 last night, which is honestly oh, really sick. fucking good. It's it's, it's uh, the sound design, the visual effects. The story is kind of like a little bit lackluster just because it does move really quickly. Um, But yeah, it was great. And I got a Dune bucket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I really wanted one. <laughs> i uh did you really get one? No, they didn't have them there. The oh, it's <laughs> bar. No, I was telling my cousin I was if they have one, I'm gonna fucking buy one. Hey, can I borrow that actually <laughs> i was That's I so was telling funny. uh I was telling one of my coworkers um <laughs> so I just gonna be holding this dune bucket and keep staring at him like, and I know you want this
0: <laughs> yeah, I was uh asking you about dune because um, that reminds me me and to went to go watch Tenet and IMAX because they re-released it. Mm-hmm. Um, and shit, man, like I like that movie a lot, but I do not get the story at all. It's so fucking confusing, <laughs> but I really like um, John David Washington speaking of Denzel Washington, his son. He's so fucking good in that movie. Robert Pattinson is great. They have such a good dynamic. Um, and yeah, dude, seeing it in IMAX it was fucking cool. The sound was amazing. I um, mm-hmm. went to go watch it at the Chinese Theater on in Hollywood Boulevard and it was fucking cool. It was a nice experience. Um and me and Cuddle just walked out the same thing of like shit, still don't get it, but that was fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> I but think right I before
0: saw... No good. Oh, sorry. Right before they showed a trailer for Dune 2. And it was all in IMAX. And it was just a little snippet of the film. And, and it really enticed me. I was like, fuck, I got to go check out the first one and check out the second one right after.
1: Yeah, I saw one of you post, like, <laughs> I think it might have been, God, uh, she put, now I don't get this movie, but in IMAX. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I show was worth it. It was a good time. I highly recommend. Um, But switching gears... Um I did want to ask you because next weekend is the Oscars uh next Sunday March 10th. Um what do you think are the odds that our boy Ryan Gosling is going to win best supporting actor uh for his role as Ken in Barbie?
1: I I think it's going to be kind of slim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the nomination's cool for sure. And, you know, like, I think we talked about it on the episode, the Barbie episode, that Ryan really, like, just dives all in and just goes out there and throws, um, I mean, I wouldn't say throw things, throws things at the wall, but he, like, lets loose and really um, encompasses, like, this comedic kind of character. But there's also like so many great performances in that in there too. Yeah. I think if you were to look at it um, through how kind of like the lens that we looked at it, like, Oh, here's like somebody who's a very, who was in a series of very serious roles and just completely changes and kind of steals the show um, or steals the scene whenever he's in one, then I can see like him getting more of an edge, but I do think, I think the Academy- <laughs> Edge. <laughs> <laughs> um I do think the Academy is more inclined to like a more serious role as a winner. I do feel bad that he has to perform Ken at the Oscars. <laughs> do you think he's gonna perform? Yeah, uh, I think I think they announced it, yeah. That he's gonna oh, perform. Oh really? It. Yeah. Oh shit. That's gonna be I awesome. Feel so I- bad for him. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to tune in for that. Um I fucking hate watching award ceremonies. I just like watching when a person I like wins and that's about it. Um yeah. It sucks. They always suck. No one wants to host them, and if someone does host, they usually do they usually do a bad job and they're hated for like a month straight, so <laughs> yeah.
1: Um yeah, they just like they just bring back Jimmy Kimmel. I think it's like this is his fifth time or something. Which I mean, I like him. He's all right, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of. I remember. I don't know why. I remember being younger, and it, there was more of like a like grandeur to it. And now I'm kind of like I don't care. I mean, hope. I mean, hopefully the people I like win. Like that's how kind of how I approach it. Like hopefully they'll win. Oh, like I'll catch it. And if they don't, it's like oh yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly like um i just enjoy uh seeing the recaps on like the rotten tomatoes instagram account <laughs> that's mm, how i oh, find okay. out everyone who wins and i'm just like oh i'm on my phone and just like oh cool they won um i feel the same way i don't think he's gonna win honestly if he does win that would be a big fucking shock but i think it will just go to robert downey jr he's been sweeping in like all the other awards and oppenheimer in general has been fucking killing it so yeah he was, he was like he's gonna win yeah, yeah he's I was going to so
1: um, I just want them to stop doing all this Oscar stuff so um, Bradley Cooper can stop saying weird shit.
0: <laughs> Dude, he's desperate to win. He's just divulging shit that you could not get out of me if you were fucking waterboarding me. He's like, I don't like my daughter and I've seen my dad's dick in the shower. <laughs>
1: Let give me the Oscar, please. Give it to me.
0: If you guys don't know what we're talking about, just search up Bradley Cooper and his like daughter, and he just goes on this rant about how he didn't like his daughter for the first eight months she was born, and then he was like, I also walk around naked in the in the house. I used to take showers with my dad. It's no big deal.
1: It's like, what? How do those things go together? <laughs> yeah. This is all how I became the maestro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god! What an idiot! I like refuse to watch
1: that movie now. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I do too. <laughs> just every oh, time I, it's always on Twitter too. Just like I'll see a clip of him doing the um the orchestration scene. I'm just like, oh my god! I, but I think it's like self depravity too because I'll I'll kind of watch it a little bit just to like get angry. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it. I'm tired of seeing this shit. But every time it comes up, I'm like, oh, let's watch this a little bit.
0: <laughs> I'll watch a little bit of it. Yeah, I like Bradley Cooper a lot. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Silver Linings Playbook. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite like feel-good movies. And then he's so funny in The Hangover and also in Wedding Crashers. He plays a huge like dickhead, and he's good in that. But yeah. I remember being in high school, I think it was our senior year, and he came on the... Daily Show or the Cold Bear Report it must have been the Daily Show, and he was promoting this new play that he's in, in which he plays um, ah fuck I forgot who it is but it's a person who has elephantitis who was really like famous back in like the early 1900s or like late 1800s, but he decided to do, to perform this character or this person without prosthetics so he's on stage just contorting his face. And I remember they were talking about it on The Daily Show. And I was like, I wonder how that looks like. Because that sounds kind of silly. And I looked it up. And guys, just look up um, Bradley Cooper, Elephant Man. And you're going to see him <laughs> do the stupidest fucking faces. I, 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 I kind of want you to, to check it right now, really, if you've never seen it before. And that was the first time where I was like, wow, he's kind of dumb, huh? Like, <laughs> that's a big leap. You really shouldn't do
1: that. Uh, Really, we're doing it right now.
0: I I highly suggest that you all check it out too right now in this moment, because you're whatever you're thinking, you're it's it's probably worse than what you think. It's it's a really dumb, odd choice.
1: All right, let's see. Fucking ads, (laughs) goddammit. We
0: were we're really killing time because we don't got shit to do on this episode.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: Oh, man. What a fucking idiot.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's. Yeah, he looks like a little kid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He looks really bad, man. Anyways, uh besides that, um I did want to when I was watching a uh, tenant in the movie theater, there was also a trailer for Ryan Gosling's next movie, which we haven't talked about yet, and it's the Fall mm-hmm. Guy. Um mm. I'm pretty excited for this movie. I mean, it does look really cheesy. Like there are portions of it that like don't look that great, but it looks like a fun movie. Um, And it made me realize that this is probably going to be barely the like third movie that I'll see in theaters that has Ryan Gosling in it. Like the majority of the movies that I've seen with Ryan Gosling I've seen at home. Um, So I've only seen La La Land, Barbie and now The Fall Guy uh, in theaters. But uh, how do you feel about the movie so far, Emilio?
1: It does look a little um, cheesy, but it is the same director that did like Deadpool and stuff. So that is kind of like mm-hmm. that niche kind of style. Um, I'm excited though. It does look, it just looks like fun. I'm yeah. not going in there expecting
0: uh, anything. I'm going to take my Dune cup in with me and uh, it'll be a good time. <laughs>
1: this is a, um, That's the yeah. wrong
0: movie, buddy. Is it? <laughs> Do you guys offer, offer a cup for this one too? Um But yeah, uh, I think uh, it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be fun too. Emily Blunt's in it too. So that's a cool crossover Mm -hmm. with Oppenheimer and Barbie again. Uh, But yeah, that's coming out May 3rd, I believe. It was originally supposed to come out March. So me and Amelia were going to cover that movie, what would have been like soon, but now it's another few months out. So we're just going to dick around and do some other dumb shit (laughs) like we're going to do today until we get to that movie and just, I don't know, figure it out. But anyways, today we're going to rank all of Ryan Gosling's filmography so far. So me and Emilio independently created a list ranking his 26 movies. And uh, yeah, we're just going to read it and see if we overlap at any point, starting from the very bottom all the way to our top <laughs> number one. Um, <laughs> if we overlap, we should do something like, um, ah, damn, would have been fun to like take a shot or something, but whatever. i can't think of anything
1: um yeah so just to reiterate this is like our own personal like lists um so don't come at us
0: (laughs) yeah if you get mad you can just you should leave a five-star rating but tell us why you don't like (laughs) us (laughs) all right all right um shit i'm excited okay I do want to start off by saying, okay, we're gonna start at the bottom. Uh, I do want to start off by saying that I'm like almost a i I'm like 99% sure that we have the same one for our last <laughs> movie. <laughs> so, yeah. on the count of three, let's just say our number 26th movie in Ryan Gosling's okay. filmography. You ready? All right. Yeah. One, two, three. Song, song to, to song. song. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fuck that
0: movie. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie so much.
1: <laughs> uh uh yeah. I actually I tried I... to rewatch it uh right like <sighs> a few weeks ago and I was like, dude, I can't. <laughs> I didn't finish it. It's such fucking nothing, man.
0: It's it's uh it's so stupid. And then it also came out the same year as Blade Runner 2049. Like mm-hmm. that that's insane, dude. I, I mean like like you've pointed out in the episode when we covered it, that it's like it took a long ass time to get this movie out. So it's actually shots from Ryan Gosling back in like maybe 2014
1: or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and yeah. What a piece of shit movie, dude. I hate that movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, because of Blade Runner, like, uh, because Blade Runner was getting so much hype, uh, the studio that, pr- uh, made song to song, I think they're like, Oh, let's just push this out now. And we'll kind of piggyback off of like the, the Ryan Gosling hype from Blade Runner. I can't believe, I'm so disappointed that I was so excited to see this movie. Cause I feel like if I would have seen this in a the theater, I would have like been pissed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i would have been mad too i think um i can't think of a time where i was pissed off watching a movie but um i remember my brother when i was like maybe seven he took me to go see scary movie four That can't be right maybe i was like 10 um and I, it was like my choice i picked the movie and like 10 minutes in, he was like, I'm going to get my money back, and I'm going to wait in the lobby, but you can stay and watch it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. It'd be like that. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I just, yeah, dude, this movie's just, the pacing's bad, and the acting's not that great. And I just, I the only thing I distinctly remember being genuinely upset about is Natalie Portman and Michael Fassbender were gone for like 30 minutes. And I thought to myself, where the fuck are these characters at? And then all of a sudden, bam, I was like, wait, what the hell? Like, where have they been? And, and then she was dead. And I was like, what the hell is going on?
0: It's very strange. Um, If, if this is your first episode of the podcast, like just use this as your definitive, like, where should I start? In case (laughs) if you've never seen a Ryan Gosling movie, do not start with this fucking movie. It is such dog shit. Leave it, leave it for last. Okay. Um, (laughs) let's go ahead and just read number or, or say number uh, 25. Um, I don't think we Mm -hmm. should say it at the same time because I am worried that like our recording might not pick up our voices at the same time. But, uh, how about you start us off? What'd you put for number 25?
1: The United States of Leland. (laughs) I did too. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Ooh,
0: that was an easy choice. I, I was telling Emilio <laughs> that I started the list by ranking my top three and then my bottom three. And immediately song to song in the United States of Leland, I was like, Yep, <laughs> those are going at the bottom.
1: <laughs> yeah, I that's kinda how I did it too. Well, I mean, so how I approached this was like, okay, like I know my top ten for sure. Or maybe not top ten, but top nine, like definitely. And then <laughs> I went, okay, which one do I hate the most? Song to song, so then I put song to song last, and I kind of went like, okay, like which ones have I seen before? What do I appreciate about these? And immediately, I was like, oh, I know how my lower ones are getting ranked now. <laughs> I
0: mean the truly the only reason why it's not dead last is because it has a more cohesive story than song to song like at mm-hmm. least the United States of Leland has a narrative um and it's also just it just the, the movie just like uh, has aged really poorly um uh, yeah. first and foremost just because uh Kevin Spacey's in it so that makes it really <laughs> bad um, the depiction of, like, depression and people who have, like, um, like autism is, like, just depicted horribly. And uh, Ryan Gosling is incredibly annoying. His character is annoying. Um, yeah, I don't like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the only reason why it's not dead last is because they use the R word.
0: <laughs> oh, that too. They say the R <laughs> words like fucking too many times.
1: Yeah, li- literally, Yikes. like professionals that are supposed to be like professional people to help people are like, oh, that that one kid. Or, yeah, really bad. Okay, moving on quickly.
0: Uh, number twenty-four. <laughs> which one's yours? You're twenty-four.
1: Uh, murder by numbers.
0: Nice. Um, I picked uh the gray man. For number
1: twenty-four, <laughs> 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 Shit, why'd you dude. pick uh, Murder by Numbers? Um, you know, I just like I liked the that there was a somewhat cohesive story. Um, I do kind of like that. Um, Ryan Gosling kind of went out and did like this weird, um, creepy dude. But I, I have no interest in ever rewatching it ever again. And with the gray man, I've rewatched it a handful of times. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. Why did you pick I mean, the gray man? I think okay, so after number twenty five, those okay, so Song to Song, United States of Leland, I do not like, I hate them. Once we move past this point in my list, it's just like movies that I can kind of take or leave. Um I think it's just really cheesy. I think the adaptation from the book, I've never read the book but i think that it suffers so much from being like um disney-fied like it feels like a marvel comics continuation because of the fucking uh directors i already forgot their name
1: what's their name uh, the directors Co- name? um wait uh the russo russo brothers the russo yeah the russo brothers
0: it just feels like a marvel movie and it really like and that's not my my jam dude. i don't like marvel movies uh, like i stopped watching them after um what, like after Black Panther came out and after that, I just fucking checked out. Um, yeah, I, I just don't like it. I think it's just really cheesy and it sucks. And <laughs> I, I feel bad saying that because <laughs> like Ryan Gossing has gone on record like saying like, man, I'm so, like I love this movie and like I'm so excited to get to live out my dreams of being like an 80s action movie star, but I, I can't get behind it. I think it it's too, it's not great. So I don't like it.
1: Well, unfortunately right. for you, there's going to be another one.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a Grey Man too, and I will definitely watch it. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to number 23. Would you pick?
1: I can I kind of feel bad saying this. <laughs> um, The Slaughter Roll. Yeah, I, I I mean that's not that's
0: understandable. Um, I picked Gangster Squad for number 23.
1: Oh no! <laughs> oh god, that one's up there in mine.
0: <laughs> it's funny because the slaughter roll is kind of up there for me. Uh, why'd you put the slaughter roll as number twenty? What do we say? Twenty-three. Uh, just when uh, the guy
1: grabs Ryan Gosling by the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the only guy reason. grabs. Yeah, because <laughs> I wish it were me. Um, you (laughs) no, it's um i started ranking this based off of like if i would rewatch it again like rewatchability um if i have some type of uh not connection but um a nostalgic feel to it um because once we start getting up there in this list um a lot of these films are like somewhat nostalgic because I've been watching them for uh, several years. Um, but the slaughter rule, I do, I do like it. Um, it just, when I think of what my um, actor version of Ryan Gosling is, I think of like these other films over the slaughter rule, but it still is a good film. It's a little odd, but it's a good one.
0: Yeah, I, I understand. It is um it's also just like um one of his first roles too, and it's not a movie you can rewatch over and over. So I don't I don't think that that's crazy. Um well I picked the Gangster Squad because <laughs> I just think it's hard to rewatch. I think everyone's performance is very odd which is crazy because I love Josh Brolin. Emma Stone is a fucking awesome actor. Ryan Gosling, of course we love mm-hmm. Sean Penn is an amazing actor and all of them together are so fucking odd. Um, and it also, again, maybe it's because I don't really like superhero movies. And I have superhero fatigue. Um, it reads it like a comic book and it's intentionally made to seem like a 50s detective comic book. Um, but I think it just kind of whack, and it also suffers from just like <laughs> dumb choices, like uh, Michael Pena's um, uh, fucking um, name in the movie being uh, uh, something Navidad. I forgot his first name. Um, it's really bad. <laughs> that's a really bad choice. So yeah, uh, I probably wouldn't watch that movie again. So that's why I you don't put it like
1: there. Uh, you don't like their suits and the snazzy cars, and you don't like Ryan Gosling's uh, <laughs> accent. His accent
0: again, yeah. He does a, like we talked over and over. He does bad accents, and this one's pretty wild. It's pretty strange, and also, hey, um hey, tuts, um, and then um, I forgot what we said during that episode. I think it was something along the lines of like, I'm about to, oh, like when he when he comes, he says, "Hey, tuts, I'm about to arrive."
1: <laughs> yeah, um, that. That, that I remember watching it when it first came out, and I was like, "Oh, this guy is so cool." And, and then watching it, <laughs> and watching it now, I was like, "Why the fuck is he talking like that?"
0: It's really a really odd choice. I also like the only th- the the saving grace of the movie is the shot where they have of Ryan Gosling's big head and it's like swiveling with the camera, like it's going up and down. Oh, and yeah. Like all
1: hyper-focused. When like, that's he goes really into cool the the jazz, the jazz club.
0: Yeah, when he goes into his rage mode. That's pretty good. You should be worried um,
1: about looking up a girl's skirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it seriously. Okay, moving on. Number 22, what'd you put for 22? The Believer. Uh, okay. I get that. That's a good one why'd you uh I put uh murder by numbers oh right respectable why'd you uh put that as 22
1: um it's a great uh story and the acting is great in it I just don't think I would rewatch this again and if I were to recommend a Ryan Gosling movie. I would not recommend this one at first. I would recommend like another one.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I think it would be super wild to recommend this as someone's first <laughs> Ryan Gosling movie. That would be insane. Um, but yeah, I, I I I like that movie. That one comes up a little higher on my list. Um, I chose Murder by Numbers because it is. I could see this being like a cult favorite for people because it is really like funny and cheesy. Um, I wouldn't have a problem watching it again, um, but it does suffer from being like a movie of its time. It does feel like a super like early two thousands type movie. Um, And the dialogue, it just feels so unnatural at some times and I can't help, but just laugh when I watch it. So that's why it's (laughs) kind of low on my list. Um, what'd you choose for your 21 spot? Uh, the gray man. Nice. I chose stay.
1: Ooh. Okay. Um, would you pick the gray man? Uh, just cause of, I mean, kind of everything that you said, <laughs> it's just a little cartoony. Um, the pacing's kind of slow at times. Uh, I, I, I think there is like a rewatch value to this movie and this also kind of like put Ryan Gosling in kind of, of of like you said like a spy kind of thriller action um category that I do enjoy. I do like those type of films. But yeah, but it kind of gets convoluted in like um cheesy writing, um bad CGI uh so yeah it's it's um it's definitely something that holds some type of weird hold on me, but um this just is like the that 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 bucket. Probably...
0: <laughs>
1: just, just like grips me, just holds me, just grips me, doesn't let go, um. <laughs> I I would probably re-watch this movie sometime in the next two years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Such a specific time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, Why'd you pick uh, murder by numbers?
0: Oh no, I picked uh I picked stay oh. for my number twenty-one. Oh, yeah, that's right, stay. That's right. Um just going back briefly to your uh Dune bucket, I just imagine someone <laughs> being like, Amelia, why is your popcorn so salty? <laughs> <laughs> that's not popcorn <laughs> a lot of protein in that popcorn um, yeah, I picked stay because it's kind of a like trippy movie, and it did I don't know like it didn't really like oh god, it didn't really stay with me um it nothing really like stuck with me <laughs> sorry um. <laughs> The the ending is like a big, uh, trip. Like the, it's worth it to watch the movie and go into it blind for the ending, because I did get really um thrown off by it, and it was a big shock. Um, so it was a cool twist, but it feels like a um, kind of like a lesser M Night Shyamalan movie. So that's why it's kind of low on my ranking. Mm. What a twist! <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: uh what's your number 20 uh that's gonna be fracture oh shit mine's fracture too (laughs) all right (laughs) sweet cheese fracture um just because like this actually was a i i guess i guess you can kind of say like a ryan gosling deep cut because when i first started getting into his films the the uh, fracture was one that i just kind of out of the blue watched because it was on netflix and i do like some aspects of the story and i do like um this kind of like cat and mouse thing that the characters do this one i maybe would recommend it as like a second film or maybe like a third one as like um like telling somebody like oh if you've seen these two you should watch this one because this is like one of the first big films that he was in um but yeah just like other stuff doesn't work for me as well i like i've rewatched this one a handful of times and well actually the only reason why i had to rewatch it like a third or fourth time was because of this podcast but um yeah it's just like there's also like enough things that that doesn't work for me in this to where uh, like okay, like it makes sense to put it lower on the list. Yeah, I agree. Um,
0: I I think about why we chose it as our first movie to review, and it was truly just random chance. And I remember being really harsh on the movie. Again, Ryan Gosling does a weird accent, and I wish he just stuck to his regular voice. Um, <laughs> and it's it's fine. It's a good little thriller movie. It's it, it's it's cool to to put on. Um I do remember critiquing it and and saying that it was like a way lesser stakes like um uh, Silence of the Lambs. Um but yeah, it's fine. It's a fine movie. Um I think Ryan Austin does a good job and Anthony Hopkins is really cool in it. So yeah, their first movie we covered. Pretty cool. Um all right. Moving on from this portion of the list for me personally, these are movies that I actually do like like um so what's your number 19 spot the big short same dude i put the big short
1: let's fucking go <laughs> <laughs> we're in sync i sync again
0: I, we're in we're back on track man <laughs> we are born to do this <laughs> podcast together <laughs> <laughs> the next one barbie what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> um yeah i like this movie but i think it Mm -hmm. just suffers from being too like wanting to be too smart like i feel that at points it gets kind of cheesy and kind of dumb especially when they break the fourth wall like that really ages the movie um yeah but you you can see the percolations of like better shit to come like uh like uh what's it called fucking um God damn it! Like like a uh, succession. Like you can see mm-hmm. how Adam McKay pivoted to that, and then unfortunately made an even worse movie with uh, Don't Look Up. But uh yeah, it's 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 a pretty good movie. And <laughs> Ryan Gosling's fucking funny in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say like this is a film that I do like. Um, it it doesn't have a lot of Ryan Gosling in it, but his character obviously like serves a certain purpose, and his character. Um, served it well and there's also just like so many characters and there's just a lot going on and they are trying to explain all these um, big financial things like as far as like the stock market and how cdo's work and loans and loan officers and um, they really just try to like pack it in and some of the things are are um, easy to pick up on but there are some that aren't so this is Definitely like a film that, if you want to understand what the context of the film is, you probably do have to rewatch it like a second or third time. but Gosling's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, it made me feel really dumb too. And I also teach economics, so there you go. Um, okay, what's your number eighteen? Gangster Squad. Oh shit! <laughs> 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 I uh, I picked uh, the Ides of March.
2: Fuck. <laughs> That's <a> little...
0: <laughs> Yeah, we're going to, like, really, we really, like, deviated so far. I'm, I'm surprised that we had another two where we synced up. Um, yeah. But why did you, uh, <laughs> why did you like,
1: Gangster Squad number 18? <laughs> uh, the, the clothes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the costume. <laughs> The costume design. <laughs> 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 oh man. The, <laughs> <laughs> the costume design. Um the 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 era. I mean, I would probably get put to work if I were put in that era. But uh I I I'm a sucker for that shit, dude. I think we talked about it on the the actual episode, but I, I love like the the style. Um The cars, um, it is, it is look, it doesn't look great as far as cinematography. There are some, there are some good looking shots in it though. And yeah, dude, if when I see actors dressed up in 50s stuff, I'm just like, yes, take all my money. (laughs) Where's my Dune cup? (laughs) Um, and also, uh, oh, this is gonna sound. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna Just say it. it. Just say it. It's, it's it's fucking cringy. This is a cringe warning, but um, I, with my first girlfriend, like we would watch this movie and I would like tell her stuff that Ryan Gosling tells Emma Stone in it.
0: <laughs> eh, I mean, of all the movies to do that with, this is like very far down in being cringy. Yeah, at It'd least be it's not, if, like song to song or something
1: like that. <laughs> yeah. At least it's not like stuff from The Believer. <laughs> i just say that to anyone too <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, it's definitely like a nostalgic movie so that's why it's a little up there uh, yeah if i grew up with that movie i would
0: probably like it a lot more too but i didn't so i don't <laughs> like it that much um yeah the ides of march i think this is a pretty solid movie i think it's a it's uh cool to see ryan gossing playing opposite of george clooney um, mm-hmm. It's very susp- uh, suspenseful. Um, fucking Paul Giamatti's in it too. So is mm-hmm. um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Great cast, and it's a good. It's a good plot. Um, I would watch it again, and also it has one of my favorite scenes from the Ryan Gosling uh, serial vine. So <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Um, all right, cool. What is your seventeen spot? Stay. Nice. Mine is all good
1: things. Oh, alright. Um'd you pick stay? I I honestly really like the twist. <laughs> uh <laughs> I <laughs> I think it's um so I do like the story. I do like the cuts um to where like things do seem off because I I really like the idea that the director put us kind of in the mind of Ryan Gosling's character, and his mind is like literally deteriorating because he's dying. Um, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't seen the movie, but uh, um, I think it's so interesting, and I think it's so it's such like a bold move, um, for. A director or maybe even a writer i don't i haven't looked at the screenplay but um i think it's such a bold creative move to do and to kind of show it with like the transitions like there's some wild transitions in this movie um like the editing's great and then all to get like you keep thinking like what's going on like how are these characters all connected to this guy and then to get to the end and it's like oh my god this character is was just in a horrific accident And these are the people that he sees around him. And it's just his brain processing um, death. And I was like, fuck, that's insane. So that's why it's a little bit up there. Rewatchability, I'm not too sure about because it is kind of a bit of a tough watch for a first-time watch. I would recommend it not necessarily as like a Ryan Gosling film, but as a film that kind of just pushes, um, the boundaries a little bit of like how to tell a story.
0: Yeah, totally. I think when I ranked it, I was just focusing on if I would rewatch it and that one was a pretty solid. No, I don't think there's a reason to. Um, <laughs> um I, I do recommend watching it if you're a fan of Grey's anatomy, cause two prominent Grey's anatomy people pop up like supporting actors and you'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like when they pop up one after another. Um, But yeah, um, I picked all good things. Uh, I like this movie. I'm um, like, I followed Robert Durst's story pretty, not super closely, but I've heard his story so often to watch this movie. And and I had no idea that it was about Robert Durst was a big, like fucking shock when watching it. Um, Ryan Gosling is so fucking creepy in this movie and I buy it. It doesn't feel like an out of place performance. Um and uh Kirsten Dunst is fucking cool. She's really good in the movie too. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would watch that movie again, and I think it's a solid, solid rewatchability on that one. Um, what is your number sixteen?
1: It's actually all good things.
0: Oh shit! There you go. Mine yeah. is First Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what (laughs) (laughs) um uh i'll ask you first (laughs) why is first man uh why is that in that number um
0: so yeah again like all the movies from here on out like i genuinely like i i like this movie a lot it just kind of new for me it hasn't um i the first time i watched it was for the podcast um i think that it is a very uh tear jerking movie like the ending got me fucking teared up um grant gosling is so stoic and so fucking like ominous playing um uh fuck oh my god neil armstrong neil armstrong i was about to say Louis armstrong <laughs> <laughs> He really plays that oh, trope, man. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Jesus Christ! i <laughs> a fucking history major too. It was really bad. <laughs> um, and yeah, he his performance in this movie really fucking gets to me. Um, it's just really new. That's the only <laughs> thing. So, like, compared to everything else,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just like I, I kind of, I just had a thought right now, like because I, I just thought. Ryan Gosling as Louis Armstrong and I thought of those memes where it's like Ryan Gosling as Barack Obama
0: Ryan Gosling
1: as <laughs> the Black Panther yeah Ryan Gosling as, uh, as uh, Black Panther, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, as Black
0: Panther. <laughs> so yeah just for that there's no nostalgia attached for it and the rest of the movies kind of do have nostalgia attached to it what about you why'd you pick uh, All Good Things
1: um, I mean, pretty much the same reasons you said. Um, I had no idea about Robert Durst, and I watched this movie. Um, I want to say like two or three times, and then I watched the documentary series on HBO, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this, this movie was fucking real. And um, yeah, like Ryan Gosling's great in it. Kirsten Dunst is great in it as well. Um, this is kind of the most um you kind of get to see Ryan Gosling stretch um because he is playing like this creepy a guy who has like these tantrums it but then he kind of has to revert to like this old man in hiding um the the story is just fucking wild too and and specifically because of the documentary it made me appreciate the film a lot more so yeah, that's why it's a little, that's why it's there.
0: Yeah. Um here one second. Let me grab my AirPods really quick. Can you talk really quick to test it out? The believer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What um... if the believer
1: was my top one?
0: I you know I feel I haven't even said it yet so I'm kind of scared to rank to tell you how high it's ranked on mine <laughs> Um all right uh so we're moving on god damn it let me t- start again <laughs> Okay number 15 I'm kind of scared to tell you what my number 15 is I feel like you're going to get mad at me but um tell me what's your number 15 first
1: Uh it's the notebook
0: Oh, nice. Mine is only God forgives.
1: Oh no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same reason as a uh, First Man. Like I, I genuinely liked watching it. The visuals are fucking cool. It's a very interesting story. Um, God damn it! What's the name of the director again? I always forget his name. Oh,
1: um, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn.
0: Yeah, Nicholas Whining-Refren, that makes it go down a notch because he's kind of a fucking weirdo, especially expressing like, yeah, I had a tough time connecting with my daughter when she was born and I made this movie as a result. It's like, that's weird. Um, Him and, uh, and also, Bradley
1: Cooper should make a movie together.
0: <laughs> yeah, they should go <laughs> fucking do the Elephant Man together. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and again, I have no nostalgia attached to it, but I had a great time watching it. I watched it twice and uh, doing the commentary for it was really fun. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I would watch it again. I, I do like seeing the visuals like pop up on like uh, cinema focused Instagram accounts. But um, yeah, that's about it. I did enjoy it though. What about you? Why'd you pick the notebook?
1: Um, Just because Uh, more of like the... How would you say it? Uh more of, of what the idea of the film is in terms of um like socially. So it is like just highly regarded as like the hallmark uh romance movie. Um it obviously I I'm not sure how successful Nicholas Sparks was uh before the movie, but it obviously like catapulted his career, and also with um, Ryan Gosling and uh, uh, Rachel McAdams too. There's there's a lot of good stuff in this film that I like. The performances are all great. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of romantic movies because love is dead. That's I don't fair. believe in love,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, on the other hand, believe in love. So it's
1: way higher in my list. <laughs> i know i do genuinely believe in like like a love like that in that film um i think it's more just like because i did like the movie when i was younger and i would tell people that and they would say like oh that's uh really gave you and i'd be like oh <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i thanks. guess I, I still do but all right thanks for that <laughs> Yeah, Um,
0: like something we haven't mentioned, too, is, um, you know, obviously everyone was way more openly homophobic back then, tossing around the word gay. Um, I was extremely afraid to tell Emilio when we were younger that I liked Coldplay because I thought he was going to call me gay. (laughs) Um, And then he told me, oh, I also love Coldplay. And I was like, oh, great. And that's how we became
1: fast friends because of that. (laughs) I also like listening to this album in my room in the dark. <laughs> <The> one's <around. laughs> um but yeah that's why it's uh that's why it's a little bit in the middle i would say
0: i respect that uh, and yeah that, that's not crazy at all um uh, <laughs> i meant that earnestly i didn't mean that like... <laughs> 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 what's your number 14 uh, uh remember the titans nice mine on the flip side is the slaughter rule Oh, all right. Why'd you pick uh, remember the Titans?
1: Uh, this movie, I actually hold no nostalgia to, um, I didn't watch it a lot when I was younger. And I want to say when we watched it for this podcast, it was the first like real good watch through that I gave it. And it's a, it's a great film and everyone's grading it. Um, especially Denzel. Um, I mean, especially Denzel Washington. Um, All the other supporting actors are great in it too. Ryan Gosling definitely steals the scene. And uh, uh, he steals like almost every scene he's in. And watching it now that I'm older and seeing other actors talk about how, oh, yeah, like we saw something great in like this kid. And we knew like he was going to go on to do bigger, better things as far as like uh, in the film world. So I like, I definitely hold it up there but it is kind of lower just because I never watched it as a kid and also my cousin used to watch it all the time and I would get so fucking annoyed of this movie <laughs> so <laughs> thanks thanks for that Cruz
0: <laughs> shout out Cruz um, yeah uh, also one thing we didn't mention when we recorded that episode is that there was a clip of Ryan Gosling talking about his time on that movie and that uh, they would actually train when they were doing the football scenes. Like it felt like an actual training and Denzel would walk around with a whistle and be whistling, whistling in their face. And he said that, that one time Denzel grabbed him by the underwear and gave him like a, uh, a wedgie. And uh, hearing that now, I'm like, Hmm, that's kind of fucking weird, but all right. <laughs> I still love Denzel.
1: <laughs> he initiated him. <laughs> Got him ready. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I picked the Slaughter Rule because I think it is a very interesting, unique story. Um, I think that is a very beautiful cinematography too, especially the setting that it's in in Wyoming. I think it's 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 so, so many cool shots. Um, the only thing that's unfortunate about it is that the main one of the main characters, Gideon, is like possibly a pedophile so that's not cool um uh but besides that i think it's a pretty good story and i think it's a very like endearing story and it also tackles like homophobia in a unique way that i haven't seen another movie do so yeah i think it's a very underrated movie i like it a lot um okay going into 13 and above these are movies that now i do like a, a quite a bit. So what's your number 13 movie?
1: <laughs> the Ides of March. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I picked
0: uh, blue Valentine.
1: Let's go. It's not <laughs> where I want it to be, but it's in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I like blue Valentine a lot, but again, there's no nostalgia attached to it for me. Um, i tend to not really like hearing that people do like method acting and hearing that like ryan gosling and um oh man what's the name of the of the other actor Carey mulligan yeah Carrie mulligan how they had to do like all this like um like they had to like act out scenes where they were like living a normal life for 24 hours and they had to go to bed together at and sleep for eight hours and they would film them waking up like it's kind of like too much for me like it kind of pisses me off to hear that to be honest with you <laughs> but the story fucking gets me dude that that's a movie I cry every time I watch it um but yeah I think it was I think I've barely seen it twice but I cried twice I would watch it again it makes me remember about my broken family so it, it, it <laughs> I hold it near and dear to my heart <laughs>
1: Nice. Those are all good. Those are honestly excellent. Excellent points. Um I picked The Eyes of March because I would actually rewatch this movie a lot with my dad. Um my dad had this um he had a friend or he has a few friends in like the industry and he had one friend that would get um the DVD copies for the that the academy gets. And like it's literally just like a blank a CD and it says for your consideration and so like my dad would pop this on almost like I want to say like once a week or once every two weeks and I would watch this movie and this was kind of like one of the first movies that I really liked that my dad also really liked Um, but he I don't think he has any idea of how much I like this actor Ryan Gosling to be honest but um, uh, yeah like podcast I don't. I, he does. I don't think he knows how to listen to it. <laughs> I also say a lot of stuff about my family, about my parents.
0: <laughs> so, I know. I would be so fucking mortified if my dad <laughs> about that <this> fucking- <laughs> podcast.
1: Yeah, I come from a pretty broken family. <laughs> my my weird. sister, my sister's a listener. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, but um, I. Uh, uh, yeah, like Ryan Gosling's great in this. Um, the the ensemble cast is great. I like I do like these kind of um, political thriller film. Any like type of thriller film I really like, and I just like a lot of the um, dialogue. A lot of the writing in here is great. Like the especially the scenes when they're um, when Ryan Gosling's character is pretty much com- being confronted by other characters. Those dynamics are just so great. Um, but yeah, this one definitely is like more nostalgic. So that's why it's a little bit more up there for me.
0: Hell yeah. All right. Um, number 12, what'd you pick?
1: Only God forgives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. We weren't that far off. <laughs> um, my number 12 was the believer.
1: Joseph, uh, <laughs> Uh, let me explain myself.
0: <laughs> um, this was such a shocking fucking movie to watch. Um, so if you've never seen The Believer, Ryan Gosling plays a neo-Nazi who is actually Jewish and is hiding his Jewish identity. Um, he spouts off the craziest shit I've ever heard in a movie, especially a movie focusing on neo-Nazis. It's still insane, the rhetoric he was saying. But like it delves into self-hatred um so much and like i really resonate with that there was definitely a point in my life where i just didn't like anything about myself especially like my ethnicity and the way i look so like um i really resonated with his character would i go to that extreme like him no (laughs) god no (laughs) um but it was a very interesting movie and i did find myself enjoying it a lot it was really like stuck with me so, yeah, that's why I picked that one. Why'd you pick? Um, shit, Only God Forgives.
1: Um, so, when I started watching Ryan Gosling movies, it was obviously Drive, uh, Crazy Stupid Love. I rewatched a lot. Um, the Place Beyond the Pines. And then like to hear that Ryan Gosling was doing another film with Nicholas Winding Refn, and it's like, boy Thai, and it's in um, Thailand, I was kind of immediately sold on it, and the trailer really sold me, the song that they used for it really sold me too, and when I watched it, I was kind of like, whoa, this is a weird movie. And I kind of hold it higher in regards to films because of the cinematography, and because of the the look of the film and the editing. But when we rewatched it um, and like kind of knowing what I do now about like how there's a lot of like metaphors in it and there's a lot of visual storytelling in it. I was kind of, I kind of looked at it through like a different perspective and I was like, okay, like this movie does have a little bit more depth to it than um, what you're getting on the surface level. Um, There is some weird shit in it though. I will say that there's definitely some weird shit in it. And the director's also kind of weird, but yeah, this one, this one's definitely like a little more nostalgic for me.
0: Definitely not a movie you want to watch with your future father-in-law. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely. All right, what's what's your number eleven?
1: That's gonna be First
0: Man. Nice. I picked Remember the Titans. Why'd you pick uh, First Man?
1: Uh, first, man, because I remember watching this movie kind of like pretty buzzed um, <laughs> at home. Pretty buzzed at home on HBO. And um, the person I was watching it fell asleep. So I kind of like continued watching it and continued to drink because I got bored because <laughs> I didn't have someone to watch it with anymore. And just the scene, the scene where... Um, Neil Armstrong's at the crater and he grabs his uh, dead daughter's bracelet and he throws it into the crater in the music by uh, Josh Horowitz, I think is his name, the composer. Yeah, I started I started bawling. I, I immediately, for some reason, really resonated with this character because uh, when I am going through like a tough emotional time, I do kind of hide it very well. And I kind of, like, um, suppress a lot of stuff. And in this moment, it's kind of like a release for Neil. And I was just like, oh, God, when's my release? <laughs> <laughs> then you got your Doom Cup. You're like, finally. <laughs> <me." laughs> <laughs> I'll be me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, yeah. Really like,
0: I really like that. Like, it, it's so true that... Neil has such tunnel vision in that movie or in, in his life. And it all has to, it's all tied back to his daughter passing away. Like that's some heavy ass shit. And that, that last scene is fucking awesome. Um, It is funny hearing you um, wrap up why you like, uh, why you ranked a certain movie and especially a movie that I ranked lower. It makes me feel like, Hmm, maybe I made a mistake.
1: (laughs) Well, no, like I, I think like now that we're up here in this, um, in these numbers, these more like, kind of like have like a personal, like real personal resonation, um, with me and like, like the, I guess the nostalgia for these films too, it just gets like way more, um, heavier.
0: Yeah. Um, I picked, remember the Titan speaking of nostalgia, like, God damn dude, this is a movie I've seen so many times. Um. A movie that we said that gets played constantly at school whenever you have a substitute, and uh, I've always enjoyed it. I think Denzel Washington, I think this is the reason why I like Ryan Gosling so much because he's tied up in the nostalgia of this movie, Um, and why I like Denzel so much too. He's he's one of my favorite actors too. Um, I do feel a little bad ranking this movie so high. Um, and a lot of it has to do with nostalgia because Rangosing is not even a main character. <laughs> He's just in the background <laughs> a lot. And his character is funny and he has a few key lines. Um, but still, I like this movie a lot. So that's why it takes my number 11 spot. Okay, top 10. These are movies that I truly love. What is your um, number 10? Um, Lars
1: and the Real Girl
0: what the fuck really number 10
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <Damn>. sorry, dude. <laughs> it's wow. like um it's it's nothing like it like these rankings for these films have nothing like to do with um the quality of them it's just more like um the personal attachment I guess I have for them um I guess I should just go into it. Cause I feel like I got you mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, know you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I
0: was just um, shocked.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do genuinely really like this movie. I, I love Ryan Gosling's performance in it. I love all the, like other aspects, how the, the town really comes together to, to support Lars, um, how it kind of explores like trauma and, um, guilt, like fear of judgment, fear of loss. Uh, there's a lot of like heavy stuff in this film that I really like. And I think Ryan Gosling gives such like a human performance to it. Um, I just, yeah, it's just number 10 for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, what's your number, number 10, 10? Number 10 for me is Barbie. Um, oh, okay, I think that this is a really new movie. So it's hard to really rank it against other other Ryan Gosling work. But I think his character of Ken is like, gonna go down as one of his best performances. He is so fucking funny, and showing off how talented he is too throughout the movie. um now that some time has passed and like I've digested the movie even more, I still like it a lot. I will say that like I have seen people talk about how the dialogue or the monologue that America Ferreira gives about how uh, women are portrayed in the world is a little like kind of hits you over the head as an audience, as the audience. But um, I think that's so like fair to do in the movie. Like, there are going to be people that need to have that message like hit over their head um and then another unfortunate thing is that it is like a big commercial for not well like for mattel obviously but it's a big commercial for the for the fucking chevy trailblazer that they drive oh, yeah. the chase scene. <laughs> just seeing how prominent it is it is kind of like a eh, buddy it kind of takes you out of it but um, yeah, I like the movie a lot. And uh, Margaret Robbie is really funny in it, too. And everyone does an amazing job. It, it does deserve all the accolades that it's gotten so far and more. Greta Gerwig should have been uh, nominated for Best Director, too. Um, but yeah, what is your number nine spot? It's actually Barbie. Oh, nice. Mine is uh, Half Nelson.
1: Oh, fuck. I totally forgot to rank that movie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh shit <laughs> uh <laughs> it's definitely up there <laughs>
0: no no i meant that i meant that <laughs> uh joseph what do you like about half nelson all right let me vamp for a while um, yeah um this is such a fucking like crazy ass story and it did make me uncomfortable at points, especially being in education, like seeing a, a teacher do the things that, that Ryan Gosling's character does in this movie makes me feel so uncomfortable. Um, but it is a very interesting story. It's a very good one. I do like how it flips the white savior narrative on its, on its head. Like it's, it's such a good, um, point of view and perspective. And also the, uh, Sharika Epps, the, the, the main actor, mm-hmm. she's a child and she does such a fucking amazing performance in it. She's so good. Um, and also Ryan Gosling got his first Oscar nomination because of this film. And I think it, once you watch it, like you'll, you'll get obviously why he did. He does such a great job. Why'd you pick a uh, Barbie?
1: Um, kind of just for uh, the same reasons that you said um, it, it's definitely a role for, a Ryan Gosling where it, it's big and it's grandeur and it just lands so well um, I mean it literally started like a whole other phase of that meme literally him I mean dude there's dozens of edits of like uh, like Ken and um, I think this film does a great job of not only um, giving like this message about um, what modern women are going through now, um, but also like maybe men as well. Like Ken is like this lost kind of guy who thinks that his only role is this one thing. And at the end of the film, uh, Margot Robbie's character Barbie helps him realize like, this isn't just what you are. Like you can do so much other things. And I think there's something in here for both men and women, um, that a lot of men unfortunately don't get. (laughs) Um, but yeah, especially like with, uh, how much, I guess how much like socially, like it's like a culturally impactful movie. um, But, yeah, as far as Brian Gosling's performance, like, yeah, it's just he he goes all out and it it lands very well. And it's, I mean, it's like one comedic, I think the only comedic role really that's uh, nominated for an Academy Award.
0: Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, is your, like, list missing a number or something because this whole time i've been asking you like what's your number 10 what's your number whatever i guess it is Uh,
1: yeah (laughs) it would be be because of half nelson (laughs) okay
0: all right um okay so then we're on to our number eight spot what's number eight for you (laughs)
1: uh blue valentine
0: (laughs) nice blue valentine Uh, mine, mine is the notebook
1: Why is, uh, the notebook so high for you?
0: Um, I dude, I fucking love this movie. Um, I remember telling you that I watched it for the first time when I was, um, maybe 16 or so and watching it with two other like teenage boys that were my friends, but we walked away like, God damn, that was awesome. And then rewatching it for the podcast, I was like, yeah, this is a fucking, this is a classic movie. Like. No doubt about it. Even if it's a little cheesy, that's totally fine. It's 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 good, um, and I will have no problem rewatching it. Um, it is unfortunate that they end up living in a former plantation.
1: That is weird, but besides that, <laughs> it's a good movie. What about you, uh, Blue Valentine? It is because ooh, this actually can sound bad, but uh, I watched this movie and my soul was like immediately crushed and i would kind of watch it just to like feel depressed <laughs> 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 um yeah i mean there's uh just a lot going on in this film like this idea of like um forever love and like you can kind of work through anything and there's it's just like these two characters that uh perhaps it was the wrong time for them um but you kind of just you're watching this uh relationship you're watching it um blossom into something that looks so great and then you're immediately watching it crash and burn and uh when i watched this movie i think of uh, my first relationship because i watched this movie and i was like oh i don't want that to happen to me and i Really tried not to let it happen. <laughs> but it did happen. But it, it did, did happen. happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so every time, oh, man. every time I watch this movie, it's like a gut punch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I highly recommend you watch, uh, and everyone watch Love is Blind, because like, it's just this story over and over and over. It's just a bunch of idiots like, let's stay together because we're... Uh, because we love each other, right? You love me, right? Yeah, let's stay together. It's like, don't <laughs> stay together. <laughs> you guys are awful together. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Number seven. What's your number seven? Blade Runner 2049. Wow. Okay. Uh, mine is La La Land. Oh, okay. Why'd you pick Blade Runner?
1: Uh, It's mainly because of... Um, how much I really liked the original one with Harrison Ford. Um, I I also, Dennis Villanueva um, directs it, who is crushing it um, as a director, like just making fantastic films. Um, I remember hearing about this film getting released and a lot of people were just like, it's so hard. It's going to be so hard to recreate this world that Ridley Scott created and i mean he he just does it so well and also this is another film that carries over a lot of the literally him literally me memes and i do i love the idea of exploring like someone who's supposed to be like a soulless person uh who is not supposed to show emotion and begins to feel these things and it begins to like totally um like collapse his worldview and I, I really, I really do like stories like that. And plus like the cinematography that Roger Deakins did, it's fantastic in this film. Um, everything just uh, works so well. And it, it, this film is just executed so well. And I, I can't see anyone else playing this uh, character K besides Ryan.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. That movie is fucking amazing. Um, I picked La La Land. Um, This is a movie that I've seen countless times as well. Um, I saw it in theaters. All the Oscar buzz that was around it in 2017 was uh, fucking crazy. And um, it's a beautiful fucking movie. It is very visually stunning. Um, the songs always get stuck in my fucking head whenever I watch it. The dancing is fucking cool. Emma Stone and uh, Ryan Gosling have so much good chemistry in the movie. And I always get fucking swept up in it. By the end of the movie, every time I watch it, I'm just like, damn, that is fucking sad. But I, I still like them both individually as characters, and I still love the way it ends. Um, it's cool. It's a cool little homage to um, to Hollywood. Um, even though it's like very whitewashed, but whatever,
1: <laughs> it can't be
0: perfect. <laughs> um, all right, what's your number six?
1: That is going to be Crazy Stupid Love. Me too. Hell yeah. Hey, we're back. <laughs> we're fucking <laughs> back, baby. <laughs> um. Yeah, this movie is super nostalgic for me. Like, I just. I was watching this movie when it was first available on HBO or HBO on demand, which I think was maybe a few months after it came out in theaters. But yeah, I would watch this movie all the time. It's just like such a like feel good movie for me. And this kind of like solidified this idea that um, Ryan Gosling is kind of like this clean cut, suave, charming kind of dude. And it kind of does show, like, I think after this film, if you look at press junkets and stuff like that, he definitely begins to dress a lot more of like that character in that role. Um, And yeah, everyone else in it is great, too. Like, so that's why it's definitely, definitely up there.
0: Yeah, I, everyone in the movie is so good. Julianne Moore, Steve Carell, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling. It's, it's funny because this is the third movie that Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, or not the third, but in in the correct order, is it the first one they work together in? I believe, yeah, it is. It's this one, then Gangster Squad, and then La La Land. And for some reason, I like their chemistry and Crazy Stupid Love the most. They're the most... Like um, likable, I guess I don't know. In this one for me, and um, I've seen this movie so many times as well. It was on TBS, like being reran constantly. And um, Mm. yeah, I I love it. It's it's a good feel good uh, movie, and it's fucking cool. Uh, Okay, shit. Top five, I think for Emilio. I'm not (laughs) sure. Are you are you on number four? Uh, Oh shit!
1: Hold on, sorry. (laughs) Dude, I'm on number three.
0: You're on number three. You
1: skipped th- two, then. <laughs> well, did I? Yeah, because we're on. I'm on number oh, five. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. I'm on number four. Sorry, sorry. Okay, got my list wrong.
0: Oh. Okay, well then, let me catch up to you real quick. Okay, n- my okay, number five,
1: yeah. and then let's we'll just say, okay, uh, my, let's just say my it's, my half, half Nelson was your half Nelson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number five is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my number 5 is Blade Runner 2049. Um shit man, this is my first time watching the movie and I fucking loved it. I haven't even watched the first Blade Runner until this uh pod, until we had a review 2049. I love that one as well. Um it's so good. It's an it's a great fucking story. Um all the literally him memes come from mostly this movie and it's really warranted. Um it is such a fucking Great movie. I love it a lot. Okay. What is your number four, Emilio?
1: Uh, that's going to be La La Land.
0: Nice. Um, I hope you don't get mad, but mine is Place Beyond the Pines.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> I understand. You don't want to be a tattooed uh, motorcyclist that does crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Who beats the you shit out people? <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot. <laughs> uh, the uh, I mean, the main reason is because you know I have aspirations of joining the Illuminati and being in Hollywood. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, no, like I, I genuinely like, you know, I went to school for acting and I've taken a bunch of acting classes and even in high school and in eighth grade shit, I was like, Oh, I love acting cause it brings me attention. And I like attention. Um, <laughs> um, it, I just saw these two people who had like a genuine passion for something And they found each other and you kind of watch this relationship blossom and grow. And at the same time, they're both being pulled in these directions like where their careers seem to not be going where they're supposed to be going. And it really takes a toll on their relationship. And then they ultimately decide like we have to part ways in order to really get where we want to go. Um, and it also kind of, uh, well, not kind of, but it it showcases, like, old Hollywood, kind of, like, the from the music um, to the dancing. And I, I'm not a big fan of films from old Hollywood. I definitely have to watch some. But this film makes me feel like a type of nostalgia uh, in terms of, like, uh, just meet, like, uh, I guess a, like being a creative in terms of like wanting to make films and act and um, a nostalgia for LA. Like, I, it's make this movie makes me really like Los Angeles every time I watch it. And then I go to work to the Arts District. And I'm like, I fucking hate LA. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I fucking hate it here. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I picked uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Uh, I love this movie a lot. I will have no problem watching it. Um, Ryan Gosling is giving such an amazing performance as an unlikable character who just constantly gets in his own fucking way and you still end up liking him. Um, and then dealing with like uh, uh, the focus point of his son, um, fuck, what's the name of the actor that plays his son?
1: Dane DeHaan.
0: Dane DeHaan he does such a great job and just this narrative of dealing with the sins of your father like I resonate with that so much and I know I was talking a heap of shit to Bradley Cooper but he does an amazing <laughs> performance in this movie too. Yeah, um, he does. Great great fucking movie. If you've never seen it before, fucking watch Place Me on the Pines. It's awesome. Okay, number 3. What's your number 3?
1: The Nice Guys. Nice. Me too. We're back. We're fucking back, <laughs> um, yeah, dude i I genuinely love this movie. It's so fucking funny, and Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe are so good in it. And also, um, I forget the actress who plays um the daughter. Um, she's great in it too. Uh, but the writing's funny. I love like the setting, which is the early eighties, late seventies, maybe. Uh, I think um, it's
0: the early seventies, early seventies, mid seventies. I think, I, you know, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Mid seventies. Um, Oh, it's 1977. I just looked it up. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, yeah, I, I love like the, the backdrop of it. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling's so funny in this film. I think this is where he can really like stretch, um, how funny he can be. And the dynamic of, with him and Russell Crowe is great, um, I'm really glad I saw this movie in a the theater. Um I'm really disappointed it lost to trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um I really I really really would love to see a sequel or even a show like an HBO show uh with um Ryan and Russell. It it's that good. Um yeah, what it what do you think of the film? Yeah, I think it's
0: uh, Ryan Gosling's most underrated movie ever. Like, this movie is so fucking funny. Um, Of all the movies that Carolina watched, this is one of the ones she responded to the most. She thought it was fucking awesome. Um, The comedy is hilarious. Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling do such a good job um, of like doing funny bits together uh the name of the the actor that plays his daughter is angori rice and she's a phenomenal actor especially being a child actor like we've remarked upon or i have multiple times of like that can go bad so easily but she fucking kills it um it's a great movie and it it is so sad that it did not do as good as it should have done like it's it kicks ass Mm -hmm. okay top two what is your number two?
1: The place beyond the pines. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, my yeah. Mine is uh. My I think you're gonna. F- I don't know. I'm scared to tell you my number one, but my number two is drive.
1: You should be scared. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking find you. <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry. Uh, uh. Eigh. <laughs> I actually really want to know what your number one is because I can't figure it out in my head. Oh wait, I know what it is. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the place beyond the pines. Um, wow, I watched this right out of high school. I think this is like it wasn't a date, but this was like the first time I went out with my first uh, my first girlfriend, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is a man right here." <laughs> I need to embody (laughs) this person. Um, Yeah, I just thought Ryan Gosling was fucking cool in this movie. He made some bad decisions for sure, but everybody does. So there's some leeway there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who Uh, hasn't robbed
1: a bank every so often? Um, Yeah, just I was more enamored by his character. Um, it, It was definitely that at first. Like just this uh, tattooed Carney who loves riding motorcycles. I love motorcycles um, like I always have since I was like a, uh, like a teenager um, and just seeing that embodied in a film, you kind of don't see that a lot and you kind of don't see the circumstances of what this character is going through. And it is like kind of, redeemable that he was like you know what i'm gonna stay here and try to support my son but the way he goes about it is definitely wrong
0: <laughs> yeah you don't want to get a job or something yeah. like, <laughs> nope uh, i'm gonna rob banks <laughs>
1: yeah let's just rob banks um but yeah everyone else is great in this eva mendez is great in this um ben mendelson who plays uh his friend and um co uh, conspirator Mark. i guess oh yeah uh, is really good in this also when it cuts to i do kind of tend to dip off when um spoiler alert his character dies it's also so shocking too that his character is killed so he's early on in the film so it definitely like leaves like that gut feeling of like oh shit um like the stakes are pretty high in this film and yeah the storyline with bradley cooper is great um it's definitely becomes more of like a completely different film. It's more like a um, mystery thriller. He's trying to figure out what's going on with this police department. And then it kind of all ties back to like the, the sins of the father and how sometimes like we kind of follow the footsteps of of our, of our fathers or you kind of deal with um, the uh, preconceived notion of like, because you're someone's father, this is this notion that we have of you or this is like these thoughts that we have of you that I resonate with as well. Um, but yeah, that's, I, that's why I got tattoos in the motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically because of this movie.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, yeah. Mahershala Ali is in the movie too. And, Mm -hmm. uh, he does a great job too. Yeah. It's a, it's Mm -hmm. a fucking awesome movie. Um, I picked drive as my number two. Maybe that's a little, um, crunch contrarian, but, um, I love this movie a lot and rewatching it for the podcast was a fucking joy, man. And to end on the last one was fucking great too. um, quintessential, literally him fucking memes right here. Um, it's a great fucking story the whole way through. It's an hour and a half too, which is fucking awesome. I fucking love when a movie is good and only an hour and a half. Perfect. Um, everyone is (laughs) fucking awesome. Um, Oh, uh, fucking, um, Brian Cranston is so great. Um, so is, um, oh my God, God damn it. What's her name? I forgot her name. The actor. Carrie Mulligan. The- Carrie Mulligan. Um, she is so, wait, Carrie Mulligan. Didn't you say that for blue Valentine as well?
1: Yeah. She's in that movie. I think. Oh wait. Oh, no, wait, the- shit.
0: No, that's not her. Um, ah oh, shit. Now I gotta look it up
1: is it oh michelle williams is in blue valentine michelle williams
0: that's who it is yeah there we go michelle williams they Um, look the same (laughs) they kind (laughs) of do yeah but yeah no um yeah again and it's a great story of rooting for a person you should not root for it's a complicated character that's fucking phenomenal um Mm -hmm. but yeah that's why it's my number two i love that movie i'll watch it anytime uh okay finally what is your number one Dwive. (laughs) Gotta go with Dwive. Dwive. Yeah. Mine is Lars and the real girl. Simp. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, you're the one who has that Dune cup. (laughs) I thought it was going to be your number one. I thought you would understand.
1: (laughs) No, yeah, definitely I, I definitely think that Lars and the real Girl, real Girl should be like a number 1. It's um well, I'll let, I'll let you I'll let you talk about why it's your number 1 actually.
0: Yeah, um fuck man. Um this is a movie that really stuck with me. I remember watching it for the first time when I was in high school um and I still love it so much. It's a good story of just wanting to be loved. And on the surface, you'll look at it and be like, what the fuck? Ryan Gosling is like with a, with a sex doll. Like that's weird, (laughs) but it really delves into real shit of a person who is lonely and just wants to be accepted by others is a good person at heart, but doesn't know how to show other people. Um, yeah, and, and I feel that way constantly about myself. Like I'll I'll say one I'll say one little thing, and I'll like fo- hyper focus on it. and I feel like everyone thinks I'm an idiot or something, um, and in reality, that's not true. But you're just extremely hard on yourself due to one thing in your life that might affect you for the rest of your life. And um, everyone is so fucking good in this movie. Emily Mortimer is so fucking good playing opposite of Ryan Gosling. She's uh, she's mm-hmm. another phenomenal character. And um, yeah, I can't I couldn't get enough of this movie. As soon as he watched it, I watched it again with God
1: because I wanted her to watch
0: it, too. And uh, yeah, I, I love this movie so much. It's it's hands down my favorite performance from Ryan Gosling.
1: That's the number one movie spot for sure. <laughs> Why did you pick Drive? Um, this is this. I mean, this is the movie that got me into Ryan Gosling this movie got me into uh, wanting to make movies and um, kind of really like help helped expand my idea of like what a film can be. And also, I mean, just the, the story itself is just, it sounds so simple, but what uh, Ryan Gosling and, and Nicholas Waning Refn and all these other actors like Brian Cranston, Ron Perlman, um, Uh, Albert Brooks, Carey Mulligan, Oscar Isaac, what like they bring so much to this movie. And I, I genuinely want to say like, this is a film that could potentially be talked about when it comes to talking about like great film. And this did kind of catapult uh, Ryan Gosling as like this stoic kind of quiet character. And yeah, I mean, I watched it, and I was immediately sold. And I, yeah, like we talked about on the podcast, I was buying v and Henleys and chain jackets. And <laughs> I wanted to get the car that he drove, but I got a different old car, and the car took a shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> a vastly different car, too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just one of those movies that I just hold... Like near and dear, and I'll highly regard and always talk about. Um, yeah, that's why that's my number one.
0: It is crazy. You're watching the movie, like uh, also building a hype around it because we immediately were like, "That's going to be the last one. It has to be the last one. It has. It has to be the last one we review because." most of the memes come from that and Blade Runner 2049. Mm -hmm. And then watching it and being like, yeah, this fucking movie kicks ass still. (laughs) (laughs) I really love this movie. It is so good. Even Gato was like, yeah, this movie kicks ass. I I get it. Like, you can't go wrong with that one being your number one.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, shit. Holy crap. I really thought we weren't going to have much to talk about this episode, but I think this is our longest episode. (laughs) Yeah, so hey, if you're still listening, might as well do some extra work and give us a five out of five, right? So why don't you do that, please? <laughs> um, yeah, Emilio, any any last remarks on on our boy Ryan Gosling or about his films?
1: I I feel bad for him that he has to perform at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely I do. do. T-
0: <laughs> I do too. I'm sure he's not super stoked about that, but hey. I'm going to watch. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. And next week, me and Emilio are going to do something. Either watch an episode from Ryan Gosling's old TV shows when he was a kid, or maybe review his album with his band. Uh, fuck. What's his band called again? <laughs> Dead Man's Bones. Dead Man's Bones. I was going to say The Lonely Bones. I don't know why. <laughs> um, But yeah, guys, we'll catch you next time. Bye.
2: Bye.